Would you give Pastor Mark a warm welcome as he comes to share this morning? Awesome. Awesome. Hey. Wow. Um, so, my name is Mark, and, uh, and some of you guys don't know me. Some of you guys know some things about me. Super into Star Wars. I like board games. Uh, two weeks ago, I discovered this thing. I, don't, I, I might be the first one. I'm not sure if other people are aware of it. It's called Hamilton. It's this, apparently this musical uh, that is uh, sweeping the nation. And Amber and I watched it, and I'm not necessarily recommending it. There might be a smidgen uh, of language. There might be some other things in there. So take this with a grain of salt. But I can't stop listening to this thing. It's so good. And so people will say things that they say in the musical, and I'll just say, I'll just start singing. Like somebody just said awesome. Or did I just say awesome? I reminded myself of the musical. Wow, crazy. Um, oh, I'm on camera. I need, to, I need to stand in one place. Hey, hey, I can handle this. I can handle this. Okay, uh, good morning. <laughs> here I am, the real me, the real Mark Morris. And uh, it's really, really great to be here. I'm the associate pastor, believe it or not, over all three locations. Uh, I spend majority uh, of my time down in Vandalia, which is this beautiful little rural community uh, about 15 minutes southwest uh, of Three Rivers. And Amber and I have the, the honor and the, the pleasure of, of pouring into that community. We've been there pretty much uh, every Sunday, about 97, 98% of the Sundays uh, since 2018. And it's been really, really fantastic. Um, what else about me? Just graduated in May from Grand Rapids Theological Seminary. <laughs> Boom. Uh, it, it just took me nine years to, to do that, but here we are on, on the other side of that, and uh, I really, really appreciate all that uh, I learned, all that was poured into me at, at seminary, but that in, uh, in conjunction with serving uh, as pastor here at, at New Day Community Church, serving under Pastor Cameron, has been just an absolute uh, pleasure, and is really formed me into the, the Christian and the, the pastor that I am today. So I'm so grateful for, for this church and the opportunities that God has, has given me. Uh, Amber and I have three kids. As I, It took me a while to figure this out last night, but I think they're 18, 20, and 22. Am I correct? No. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, it's, this, it's the birthday season, and so it's very challenging uh, in, in my family. Who knows? Okay. Uh, but Amber and I have been part of this church for a long time. Amber, actually, when she was a little kid, uh, her and her family uh, became part of this, this church when it was just getting started. And about 25 years ago, I uh, got saved at New Day Community Church when it was called Redemption Christian Assembly downtown on, uh, in the Dutton Street building. Uh, that I, is not there anymore. It's now a parking lot. And uh, I was there in that, you know, in that kind of 1993, 1994 time frame, uh, realized that I needed Jesus. And Pastor Cameron actually led me uh, to the Lord or prayed with me to accept Jesus as uh, my Lord and Savior. And I've been hanging out with him ever since, for good or for bad. And in that 
time frame that when I got saved there at, at, at New Day in 94 was the beginning of the what they call the Toronto Blessing. And the Toronto Blessing, right, was this really powerful move of God uh, that centered in Toronto at Toronto Airport Christian Fellowship, but very quickly uh, spread all across the globe, and thousands and thousands of people were radically impacted by the love of God just poured out in a special way during that season. And that season, and I, I'd gotten saved, and so I was kind of stepping into that, but it was a very, very significant season, not just for me, but for our church as a whole. And it's from uh, that outpouring from the association of churches that pulled together during that time, pressing after that renewal and the revival at the time is where the fire values came out of. And those fire values are what I am going to talk about today, because these really are foundational for everything that we do here at New Day Community Church. Our, our ministry really is uh, woven together with these Four values. And those are the Father's heart, intimacy, restoration, and extending the kingdom. Now, the Father's heart uh, simply means that we value knowing God as a loving Father and knowing ourselves as His beloved sons and daughters. Right? It's getting to know who God is and who we are. So it's all about learning our identity and starting to live out of that true identity. And I learned early on during uh, those early years that the, uh, the way that we see our earthly father, uh, how, we, how we view him radically affects how we view our heavenly father. And my dad and I had a relatively challenging relationship growing up. Uh, he was the, he was kind of, he was in, he was in and out uh, of our, of my life, right? And, and even when he was in, he was a bit passive. He was kind of distant and he would come home from work often. And in my memory, uh, he would come home and he would sit down at the couch, pull up the newspaper. And it was just this impenetrable wall, right? That kept me from kind of experiencing that, that love and that acceptance that I was looking for from my father. And so I get saved, and I project that often absent, that uh, quick-to-anger understanding of fatherhood onto God. Right? I knew all the right answers. Right? I knew that God loved me. I knew he was for me. I grew up in the church, right? And so if you gave me a Sunday school test, I, I, could, get a, I could get a prize right now. I know the Lord's Prayer, right? I could do it. You know, and so I, I know the, the right answers, but down in, in my heart, right, there was this, um, this lack of trust, right? I, I didn't think that God was going to take care of me. I remember this, this one time I was, um, we were living at Royce Avenue in, in Kalamazoo, and I was listening to the Abbey Road, the B side of Abbey Road, which is my favorite chunk. I don't know how to say it. It's my favorite half of a Beatles record. Anyway, doesn't matter. So I'm listening to that, and I'm just enjoying uh, the, the, the music, and my dad comes in, and he's like, why haven't you raised the yard? And he takes my record album, and he smashes it to bits. 
And, and I was, that's pretty offensive. That's a pretty bad thing to do. And I was like, whoa. And he was just angry, right? And I was just like, oh. And so my expectation of drawing close to God, even though I wouldn't have said this out loud, was that he is just waiting to punish me. He's just waiting to catch me. And I know me pretty well. I'm going to mess up, right? And it's just a matter of time before he brings the hammer. But as I got to know God, as I got to understand this revelation of the Father's heart, over time, right, my heart began to soften, and I recognized, wait, God's not angry. God's not waiting to, to smack me when I mess up. His heart is to pour out and lavish his love on me. And so I began to wait on that and invite him to show me his love. And sooner or later, I realized that the, the, the God, as he actually is, looks like the, 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 the father in the story of the prodigal son. Right? This, this father who had been rejected and shamed and, and despised by his son. His son takes the inheritance and runs off and squanders it. Uh, my expectation rises right, that that father is kind of him and the, the older son are just kind of like, I can't believe that guy. What's his problem, right? But that's not who he is. He's standing, right? He's on the hill waiting. He's like, wait, I'm waiting. He's coming back. He's coming back, right? And that's what our father is waiting for us as well. And when he saw him, even when he was a long way off, the father ran to him. Not to shame, not to bring the hammer, but to em embrace him and to say, you're not a servant in this house. You are my son. In a new day, we super, super value that. And we want every person to encounter that unfailing, unending love of the Father. Because the truth is, right, the Father loves you just as you are. He welcomes you in. He calls you his precious son, his precious daughter. The good news is that he loves you far too much to leave you in that place. He draws you in, loves you, and then restores you. And so one of the ways that we step into a deeper understanding of the Father's heart is through the second fire value, which is intimacy. Intimacy is about deepening our relationship with God through knowing him, knowing his word, and walking close to him. It's the drawing near to him. Being a Christian is not merely about agreeing to some doctrines. It's not just about kind of making a, a mental assent to who Jesus is. But I, super, I love that stuff. That's super important, right? But being a Christ follower actually flows out of being in an intimate relationship with him, in an intimate relationship with the Father. We might think of the story of Mary and Martha. In the Gospel of, of Luke, it's in chapter 10, and, and they are... Kind of is it after some ministry or something, and, and Jesus is sitting there and he's teaching his disciples, right? And it's Mary and Martha's house or whatever. And Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus 
also just receiving from him, right? Listening to his, his teaching, right? And, and Martha is kind of working and she's like, oh, we've got dinner to provide and I got to set the table and oh, wait, somebody got, has to stir the, stir the stew and where's the, is the bread done? Da, da, da. You know, she's got all these things that need to be done and she's kind of, go, and she's looking at Mary and she's like, what's going on? And she goes to Jesus and she's like, Jesus, I understand that the men are busy learning, but the women, we need to be working, right? And Jesus is like, yeah, what's going on? No, he, he, he's, I, he's like, no, Martha, Martha, Martha. In, in, in the NIV, uh, Jesus says, Martha, Mary has chosen what is better. Right, sitting at the feet of Jesus. In, uh, in Eugene Peterson's uh, translation, the message, he actually says, uh, Mary, uh, or Martha, Mary has chosen the only thing that matters. Come on. Martha's like, come on, somebody's got, we got to eat, right? We're hungry. Oh, but this is, and so Jesus values that intimacy. And this is a picture of what we get to do, right? We get to draw close. In, in James chapter 4, verse 7, it says, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. This is a promise. As we draw close to Jesus, as we take the time to, to sit at his feet, he promises to show up and meet us there. And the reality is, right, he's always been there. But the drawing near pulls back the curtain so that we recognize the presence of God. We begin to experience the peace and the joy and the love that he has for us. And now these intimate relationships are all about trust, right? We never really feel close to someone that we don't trust. And as I said before, this is... uh, been a challenge for me. I've not always trusted God. I was afraid that he was going to to let me down. I was afraid that he wasn't going to be able to protect me like I wanted him to. Uh, When, you know, a number of years ago, when when Dale passed away, when Dale was sick, uh, we were praying and believing that he was going to be healed and be restored. and, And when he wasn't, it was Dale's the the best guy I know. He was a father to me when I had none. And and this is what happened. He died. And so for Amber and I, this began a season where trusting God was very, very difficult. And so while we knew the right ideas, we knew the right things, like he's trustworthy, he's for us, he's going to see us through. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Well, I feared evil. I felt like I'm in the valley of the shadow of death and I'm afraid right now. But we began over time to to pray this prayer. And maybe you know the the gospel story of the the man who uh, says to to Jesus, Jesus, I I believe, help me with my unbelief. Well, Amber and I began to pray, Lord, we trust you. Would you help us with our lack of trust? God, we trust you. We're choosing to trust you. Will you help transform our mind? And as we continued to draw close to him, those walls and those 
lies were broken down and we drew closer and closer, weren't actually able to receive his love and his mercy and his grace. We actually began to believe that, yeah, even when everything is going to pot, God is right there with us. He cares about us and he loves us. And so we've been learning to, to practice intimacy. And over the last couple of years, uh, my practices have changed a, a little bit. And I kind of stepped into what some might call this contemplative spirituality. I've been pressing after things like silence and solitude. Uh, the beginning of this week, I spent 48 hours at a, a silent retreat at a little place in Three Rivers called the Hermitage. It's this great place uh, where... Uh, they, it's just a, a space, and there's a, a barn that they've renovated, and there's five or six rooms. They make place for pastors and other Christ followers to, to come and just get away from the hecticness, get away from the busyness, and just be with Jesus. And I, I love it because nobody talks to you. They're like, one of the gifts that we give you is the gift of silence. And so they talk to you. There's two different times that they talk to you. When you, when you arrive... And they're like, all right, you're in room number five. Do you need anything? No? Okay, great. And then there's the food. And so you'll come down to this kind of communal uh, dining room where there's just a few people there because people don't normally do this kind of thing, right? So there's just a few people there, and one of the, the, the guys is like, tonight we have casserole of wild rice with uh, summer squash, green beans, and uh, a mixed green salad. Uh, some ba banana bread for dessert. And they just stand there for a second. Food is God's love made edible. And that's it. That's the only, that's the only conversation you have for the whole time you're there. And it is beautiful. Right? And so, and so I, I've, I'm learning to enjoy that silence, to, to uh, let just the cares and the concerns uh, of life just kind of fade out so I can just turn my attention and just be with Jesus, All right? Because that is, is what we need. There's a lot of different ways. You don't have to go on, on silent retreats to be with Jesus, but this, there's no shortcut to intimacy outside of spending time with Jesus. Saturate your, your, your intimacy with Jesus with prayer and with Bible study and Bible reading, but you can't get away from being with Jesus. And when you're in that place, pouring your heart out to him, the good and the bad and the ugly, instead of coming to Jesus and trying to put together the right prayer and, 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 and act all Christian-y or whatever, just, just you, we look at the Psalms and we see that we're invited to go, God, I'm so angry. I'm so angry with this person right now. What am I going to do? Or I'm so scared, God. This COVID thing is freaking me out. I don't know what to do. Or, God, I'm torn about this thing going on. Or whatever it is. We just bring it all to Jesus and we invite him into it. And he meets us there. And it's in those moments that our relationship, our intimacy is deepened. And we value that as a community. We encourage people to run after intimacy with Jesus Christ. And the third fire value flowing out of intimacy is restoration. Let's see, which way am I going? I can't remember. Restoration is about allowing God to heal our brokenness 
and transform us more and more into his image. Think about restoration is the process of sanctification. And as we run after God, as we pursue him to learn his heart, to step into deeper and deeper intimacy, we are actually transformed into true humans. Because Jesus came, and not only was he fully God, 100% divine, but he was also fully man. He showed us this is what it looks like to be a healthy human being. And so as we behold him, as we are restored, we actually become more like Jesus and more healthy and happy and whole. And now restoration certainly happens individually, but I think importantly, we we have to recognize that restoration is accelerated by being in healthy discipleship relationships. As we work out what God is doing in us with somebody else, we go further, faster. Paul says to the church in Corinth in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, follow me as I follow Christ, right? He valued discipleship. He recognized that he was not there just to teach some doctrines, to teach some some rules, and this is how husbands should treat wives and wives should treat husbands and kids and employees and yada, yada, yada. But he knew like, okay, that's all really important. That's all discipleship, okay? So he knew, but he wasn't just teaching that, teaching some abstract ideas. He was leading them. He's showing them, this is how I put that into action in my life as I run after Jesus. And so come and follow me, and you will be following Jesus. We need these relationships in our lives. The best way to grow in Christlikeness is to walk it out with another more mature Christ follower. Jesus in Matthew 28, before he ascends into heaven, his last command to us is what? Go and make disciples. Eugene Peterson, he's kind of my pastor hero. I love this guy. Uh, Peterson says, he translates it like this. He says, go out and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life. Right? That's Jesus' final command. Go out and train people how to follow Jesus in the midst of a crazy world. Right? And we need that. The world was crazy before 2020. Right? And now we've ramped it up. Right? And so it's like, okay, God, how do I follow Jesus in this? Right? We need one another to walk that out. Dale Stoll, a mentor of mine who goes to the Vandalia campus, he says uh, in a little book that he wrote, he says, Christianity is a belief system, but it's much more than that. It's primarily a way of following Jesus in real life, experiencing God's kingdom now and forever. Right? Christianity is primarily a way of following Jesus in real life. So restoration makes us better Jesus followers in real life, okay? 
We learn the Father's heart. He's with us and is for us. We press into him in intimacy, allowing him to transform us and change us. We step into healthy discipleship relationships so that we uh, can grow as, uh, as Christ followers, that we can step into community, which is so integral to the, the kingdom of God. And as we encounter those things, as we walk those out, right, we are better suited, we are better ready to step into the final fire value, which is extending the kingdom. And extending the kingdom is about communicating the message of God's love to everyone. Simple. Right, the extending the kingdom is our activity in the world, bearing witness of God's goodness and God's faithfulness. Extending the kingdom includes evangelism, but it's just a fraction of it. It's just a fraction of it. And I think if, if, if we think of restoration as being discipled, extending the kingdom is making disciples, right? We are called to make disciples. This is our most significant way of extending the kingdom. Now, we also uh, extend the kingdom by serving those in need. We practice bringing justice in our communities. And what I mean by bringing justice is looking for where things are in disorder, looking for where there is oppression, looking for where things are not lining up with how the kingdom of God operates. And when we see that going and setting things right, as much as it is in our power to do. And then finally, because we have a short time to go through all four of these values, finally extending the the kingdom is about living in unity and living in love. John 17, Jesus is getting ready to go to the cross, and it's this extended discourse that he has with his disciples. And he prays this in uh, 17, verse 20. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That's us that all of them may be one, Father. Just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Jesus' prayer is that we would be one with him, and with one another. And apparently, if we do that, we are declaring to the world that Jesus was sent, that Jesus is the king. He is the Lord of our lives. Jesus is the hope of the world. Four chapters earlier, Jesus says this to his disciples, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Living in unity and living in love are supreme values of the kingdom. 
Paul says this in Colossians 3, verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And that gets us to verse 14. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Jesus came, lived a perfect life, died a, a sinner's death on the cross, was, and was, was resurrected in power. And his goal was to create a new community, a new humanity that was one in him. He died to restore our relationship with God the Father and to restore our relationship with our brothers and sisters. So let us put on love. Let us run after perfect unity. If we do, um, if we do that, uh, according uh, to Jesus, we are going to declare his reality to the world. We will extend the kingdom as we run after those things. New Day's core values, the Father's heart, intimacy, restoration, and extending the kingdom. I truly, truly believe, and I've seen it in my own life, that if we continue to put these values into practice, we will grow into healthy, mature Christ followers and bear witness of the glory of God in a broken and a divisive world. Amen. All right, I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Bill to close.